This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. you are listening to You've Gotta Be Hungry with Les Brown as he continues his month-long radio residency exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, last week, he started out with a master class entitled It's Possible. He then uh, taught a class called It's Necessary. Yesterday's program uh, was about the notion it's you, and today's theme, it's hard. It's possible. It's necessary. Uh, it's uh, possible. Uh, it's hard today. Uh, Les Brown is uh, on the air on KBLA Talk 1580. Les Brown, how are you, sir? I'm great, and so are you. How's it going? Man, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. Always delighted to be in dialogue with you, uh, and thank you again for uh, this uh, radio residency all month long, February, uh, on uh, KBLA Talk for Kennedy. We call it Black History Month. Les Brown calls it a month to celebrate our greatness. After yesterday's topic, it's you. Today's theme is It's Hard. Let's get started. Les Brown. When you think about your goals and dreams, we don't have a glass ceiling we have to break through. We have a concrete ceiling to break through. It's not a level playing field, and it never will be. Mm. And so when we think about the things that we want to do, it's going to require and dem- demand more of us to accomplish those things. One of the people that I, I love and admire, and you do as well, and that we don't hear enough about, it's Paul Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote the book called Here I Stand, For I Can Do No Other. Uh, this this brother, he spoke 15 languages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His father was an escaped slave. He became a Presbyterian minister. His mother was from a distinguished Philadelphia family. He grew up in Princeton, New Jersey. At 17, he was given Rutgers Scholarship and received an unprecedented 12 major letters reflecting his performance and was class valedictorian, and he graduated from Columbia University Law School. He taught Latin and played pro football to pay for his tuition. He took a job with a New York law firm. Um, during the racial strife that ended his job there. But he was a, a, a guy that was unstoppable. He played Othello and was, for the first time, the longest-running Shakespeare play on Broadway history, over 300 performances. He performed around the world, and people loved him. He was friends with Eleanor Roosevelt and Joe Lewis and W.B. Du Bois and other icons of that particular area. And what I like to look at with individuals like himself, because doing what he did, living a life of contribution, what we have to look at, what's the takeaway in terms of the example of his life, and I I want people to take this in mind, live a courageous life. That he lived a courageous life. There's a quote I saw yesterday that I love very much, that live a life that is worth your life. Mm. And he lived that kind of life. He, he is a guy that, when we think about him and all the things that he accomplished and did nationally and, and internationally, and in many cases, he was standing by himself. Mm. It was unprecedented and unpopular, and most people were in a state of shock and didn't even want to know him. But he stood his ground, and this is a place where we must really position ourselves today, because one of the things that he really believed, it doesn't matter what 
people do to you, what matters most is now, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. What kind of stand are you going to take? And it's hard. It's hard work and hard work. It's H-A-R-D and it's H-E-A-R-T. Singing was his heart, but he did the hard work of fighting for social justice nationally and internationally. They revoked his, his passport to, to stop his livelihood so that he couldn't earn money. And, and then right now, I just see the picture of Eartha Kitt when she pointed a finger at, Lynn, at Lady, Lady Bird Johnson. Mm-hmm. When Eartha Kitt did that, that destroyed her career. She couldn't get any more engagements after that. Do you remember that? I do remember it well. Yes, absolutely. So when you, you, when you have things that you want to do, it's not going to be easy, but it's hard. But on the other side of it, you grow. That's how we build character. That's how we discover the person that we are supposed to become. You don't discover your greatness or your genius in your comfort zone. And that's what I admire about him. And the the other thing that the takeaway that we have to look at in terms of ourselves and things that we want to do, we have all the tools that we need in order to live the kind of life that we want to live. And if you're willing to embrace the difficulties, I saw this quote and it grabbed me when I was going through a very challenging time and I was told that my mother had breast cancer and it was terminal. And, and I remember praying, God, please don't take my mother. And, and I remember my mother saying to me, I'm going to be all right. And in the face of incurable breast cancer, she stood her ground, and she wasn't afraid. I remember taking her for a drive, and she saw a furniture store, and she said, take me over there. I want to see what they got in there. And I went to get a wheelchair for her to get in, and she said, no, I'll walk it myself. And I'm saying, I looked at my sister, Margaret, and I said, wow. And, and, so, and she did walk it herself, that we're going to have things happen to us, and things are going to happen to the people that we care about, that life is hard, but we have the capacity when we live from our heart, H-E-A-R-T, we can handle and weather the storms of life and be able to live a life of contribution and a life of impact. And he made incredible impact with his life that we're still looking at and examining today. I love how uh, Les Brown in this month of his radio residency is taking uh, these examples from black history uh, and connecting them to the contemporary struggles that we face uh, to underscore for us that it is possible. It is necessary. It is you, but it's hard. Um, Paul Robeson, to my mind, is the greatest Renaissance man uh, in the history of, of, uh, of black America. Maybe the greatest Renaissance man, period. Never mind what color. Uh, he might be, but you can't argue uh, the Renaissance nature of all that Paul Robeson accomplished and achieved in his lifetime. Uh, Les's point, once again, is it's hard, but it's also heart, H-E-A-R-T. So much to unpack. I've got a list of things I want to interrogate Les on, given what he's already said. When we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown as he continues his month-long radio residency exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. In case you've just tuned in, we started last week with It's Possible. Uh, Then we went to It's Necessary. Yesterday's theme was It's You, and today's theme 
uh, from Les Brown in this master class is entitled It's Hard. Uh, he's offered as his uh, example of the fact that it's hard, but it's also heart, H-E-R-T, the great Renaissance man, Paul Robeson. If you don't know much about Paul Robeson, Les has given you a great deal moments ago about the life and legacy of Paul Robeson, but just Google him, read about him, R-O-B-E-S-O-N, Paul Robeson uh, is the one that you want to look up and learn a great deal more about. And I can assure you, you'll be inspired by the life and legacy of Paul Robeson. Let me jump right now into this conversation with Les Brown. Les, there were two things you said a moment ago that I want to sort of juxtapose. On the one hand, or I should say get you to juxtapose, on the one hand, you said that uh, there is not for us a level playing field and there never will be. I take that. And then moments later, you said, but we have all the tools we need to succeed. Earlier on today's program, uh, we were talking uh, about environmental racism and all of the hell that uh, black people and brown people have to endure just because uh, of the neighborhoods in which they live. Uh, environmental racism and this notion of how we achieve environmental justice. And we, I offer that as Exhibit A uh, to underscore the point that there's some things that we have to deal with just because of the melanin in our skin, just because of racism, just because of poverty and the like. We are stuck oftentimes in certain places. So on the one hand, when you say there's never been and never will be for us a level playing field, I receive that. The audience receives that. But then when you say, but we have all the tools we need to succeed, you might want to explain that a bit better for me. We can't stop there at the last statement that you made Mm -hmm. in terms of the racism, the redlining, Mm -hmm. the institutional systems that are designed to prevent us from enjoying the full expression of what it means to be in this democracy that was built on our backs. Mm -hmm. What we have to do that Paul Robeson did and all the other icons of that era and the ones today is find a way to win. Mm. That is hard. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be extremely difficult. I remember I was invited to speak on a platform, and, and the only reason they brought me there was because of the fact that when they did a survey and say, who should we bring on this stage to speak? I was the only African-American to speak there who wasn't an athlete, but there to speak about how to live your dreams for a primarily white audience. Mm -hmm. Each one of the speakers, Zig Ziglar, Ed Foreman, Dr. Dennis Waitley, Brian Tracy, uh, Peter Lowe, who sponsored the event, they all had one hour and 30 minutes. They gave me 15 minutes. Mm. I had five minutes to introduce myself, five minutes to deliver my message, and five minutes to close and to promote the products or my seminar that I was doing. And when I came in there, I came in there as a speaker. But when I walked out, I walked out not as a speaker, but as a trainer of speakers, and that I was going to do my own events, that things can happen to you, they can make you, or they can break you. And what it requires when you're in pursuit of your goals and dreams, we might bend, but we're not going to break. Yes, it's hard. It's a part of it. If you think about Angie Stone and she performing internationally and how people received her, when Paul Robinson went abroad, he was celebrated. 
unlike how he was stigmatized, prosecuted, had his, his, his passport revoked, and, and he was under attack and said that he was a communist. He went through all that stuff, but he never backed down. All Nelson Mandela had to do was to say, I'm willing for us to fight for liberation from apartheid, and we should not use violence. He refused to say that because they were using violence to contain black people in that country that were in the majority. He took a stand. It was hard. Giving up 27 years of his life, that was hard. But he took a stand. And that's something about Paul Robinson. He said, here I stand, for I can do no other. Everywhere he went in this country had doors closed in his face. But when he went abroad, just like Angie was received, I remember when I spoke in the stadium, and 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 when I when I was in Poland, mm-hmm. and people were packed in there, at the last presenter, and I was the last presenter, and so a guy was asking. He said, "Did you bring any products?" And I said, "Yes." And so when I was seated on the stage, and everybody who would present, they will introduce their products. So when it came time for me to be introduced, the guy came up and whispered to me. He said, "Listen." You can't mention your products. I said, what do you mean? Don't mention your products. I says, wait a minute. Come on. Everybody before me, they sold their <laughs> products. Why can't I sell mine? He said, because your products are already gone. Mm. Mm-hmm. I said, why? He said, they know why they're here because they're white. You're black. They want to know how did you get here? <laughs> You know what? That, that that that's an amazing story, which which leads to this question for me. I'm so glad you you shared that story, Les, because here's the question for me. So often, we we feel that we are being put upon because of the melanin in our skin, and indeed we are. Um, somebody once said there are no good times to be black in America, and sometimes are worse than others. Put another way, when God was handing out colors, didn't none of us volunteer to be black? You could not have volunteered for it, knowing the hell you'd endure trying to navigate life as a black man or woman in this place called America. And yet, there's something special and something unique about us. And I wonder if you will speak to this notion of what it means to not try to transcend your race, but just to embrace who you are. Your story wonderfully illustrates that people are looking for you just to be you, to show up as you, and to share whatever gifts you have. And I think sometimes we think that because we look the way we look, that we don't have something to offer to these folk who don't look like us. Does that make sense? Well, here's what we miss, I believe, and look past. Mm -hmm. Only time people put systems together to prevent you from competing with them is when they feel insane inferior to you. Mm -hmm. If I know who I am and I feel that you as a speaker, you and I can grab that same microphone and we have an audience. You do what you do and I do what I do. I remember Jackie Robinson said, don't level the playing field. Give me the bat and I'll level it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at tennis and we didn't play tennis, mm-hmm. but when you saw Serena 
and Venus playing against each other because they beat everybody else. I said, now nah, they have turned the clock back because now those who didn't look like us were sitting there watching the game because they weren't up to that level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have the capacity not to fight just to get at the table. We have the capacity to build our own table. And that's one of the things that Paul Robinson believed. He said, the only limit to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts of today mm. that don't doubt ourselves. Don't put ourselves down. Don't buy into the things that the culture has created to demean us, to destroy our sense of self, to make us feel less than he says, I'm going to stand and fight for with all my might to see that my people are free. And that, that fight will continue all the time in every area wherever we are if it's it's dealing with medicine and and getting proper health care when you go to the hospital because of covid everywhere we go if it's buying a piece of property a lady was selling her home and 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 the person who was putting the home on the market when they came in the whites who saw this home they offered her one price then the lady said, you know what? My house is worth more than this. And so this is Eula McClaney. And so she said, wait a minute. I'm going to get one of my white couples that I know and have them offer the home and show the people what the home is and, and the beauty of what it has. And the, then those people, the white people mm-hmm. came into the same house. They offered over $300,000 more for the house because they thought the owner of the house was a white person. Mm -hmm. So there are so many ways that in this culture that we are being cut down at the knees, so many ways, some we're aware of, most we're not aware of. How how do you beat a 150-pound kid to death and paramedics show up and look and watch him for 19 minutes and don't lift a finger to save his life. I read an article said they were his only shot to be able to live and to survive that brutality. And they did absolutely nothing. They didn't take his temperature. They didn't check to see if he was breathing. They did absolutely nothing. And I'm saying to you, as we look at ourselves, it's hard being mm. who we are, but that's why we are who we are. That brings out our greatness. That's why what KBLA is doing is asking us to celebrate our greatness. Yes, and look at the genius of our past. And every day we must remind ourselves who we are and what we have to come overcome in this space so that we can manifest the greatness that we have within us. Earlier in this conversation, Les Brown, you suggested that we should live lives of courage. As you well know, courage ain't so common. When you invoke that word, I thought of my Angelo, who once told me that courage, Tavis, is like a muscle. You don't just wake up one day and overnight you become courageous. It's like a muscle. Like any other muscle in your body, you have to work it. You have to build the muscle called courage. So you say live a life uh, with courage, but courage ain't so common. Talk to me about living a life of courage. I spent a full day with Maya Angelou and something I'll never forget when I was getting ready to go. She's very formal sometimes. She said, Mr. Brown? I said, yes, ma'am. She says, nothing is ever done without courage. Mm. She said, everything that happens 
is the result of courage. And she said, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the willingness to move forward, to do what it is you are called to do in spite of the fear. And so there are people who are listening to us right now, thinking about things that they want to do. And there's some risk involved. There's no safe position in life. Nobody's figured out how to get out of here alive. Mm. I remember when I was married to Gladys Knight, I was seated next to a guy who was talking to Frank Sinatra, and, and Frank Sinatra said something to him that I'll never forget. He said, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. And so when we begin to look at where we are and what we want to do, people who have courage are people who have decided I refuse to die an unlived life. His name. Is I'm going to make my contribution. I'm going to do what I need to do. Yes. His name is Les Brown. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with the motivator, Les Brown. Today's theme is it's hard, but it's also heart. H-E-A-R-T. It's hard, but it's also heart. Uh, his uh, resident example today uh, is the life and legacy of one Paul Robeson. We've been unpacking the life of this great Renaissance man, Paul Robeson. We'll continue with this conversation and a great deal more to unpack as we talk with Les Brown in his radio residency exclusively all month long on KBLA Talk 1580. You are listening to You've Got to Be Hungry on KBLA. I'm Tavis Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. So glad to have you with us in this hour. Uh, you're listening to You've Got to uh, Be Hungry. You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown. Uh, he continues his month-long radio residency exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, let me just pivot just for a second, if I can, uh, Les Brown. Uh, I mentioned yesterday um, that the button is uh, officially uh, on the homepage of uh, our website, KBLA 1580. I mentioned last week we would do this. Uh, reminded you yesterday that you can go to our website at KBLA 1580 and click on the icon that says Ask Less. Ask Less. You can't miss it. It's right there at the top of the homepage on our website, KBLA 1580. And you can send your own questions to Les Brown. And Lord, have y'all been sending them in? Uh, you can also go to our app. Uh, and click on the open mic feature. Use the open mic feature and you can record a question and send it to Les Brown. So two ways to get your questions to Les Brown. Um, again, the app, use the open mic feature and record a question and we can play it on the air uh, live for Les to hear and respond to. Or the old-fashioned way, go to the website uh, and type in your question. Uh, all you have to do is hit the Ask Les icon. It will open up for you, and uh, you can uh, type in your question for Les Brown. And we are getting questions for Les Brown. So let me pivot just for a second, Les. I think this fits in nicely. I've got questions domestically for Les Brown, and I've got questions internationally for Les Brown. Looking at some stuff now from Japan. So all around the world, they're sending questions uh, through KBLA Talk 1580. For the motivator, Les Brown, as you continue to listen right now to his a month-long program, You've Got to Be Hungry. Less this question, um, how do you maintain a level of excitement when you put so much work in and you haven't seen the big results that you're looking for? When you're doing something that's in your heart, you love it so much that you do it for nothing. And you do it so well that people will pay you to do it. And you are so immersed in what you're doing, you don't look at the clock. You just continue to do it. Case in point, Elijah McCoy, his family was able to send him to Scotland to get a job. 
and and to get educated. He came back to the United States and he couldn't find a job. And he worked relentlessly to get a job. And he didn't do it. Now, Marion White said in life, when, when you don't have enough courage and insight to know that you've outgrown a situation, it's time to move on. Life will move on you. Mm. So he became an inventor. And Elijah McCoy, he did what he did so well. He invented a lawn sprinkler, as you know, the ironing board. And because of his standard, people start asking a question when someone had something. Because, And I want all of the people that are professionals to listen to what I'm saying. Average is over. It's over. It's gone. This is a time that you have to be great in whatever you do. And that's always been in our situation. They would ask the question when, when somebody brought something that they tried to copy, and people can copy your stuff easily every day. They would ask the question, is it the real McCoy? <laughs> mm. Because Elijah McCoy, <laughs> when he produced a product, when he invented a product, it was good. And the people who tried to copy what he did, it was inferior. And so when we look at Paul Robinson, who was dominant, his voice, when he spoke, when he sang, no one on the planet can match that. When he sang, angels stopped flapping his wings. When he sang, the world stood still. And so what we learn that as we go through this thing, when will it happen? We don't know. When will a baby walk? It will walk when it walks. When will it talk? It will talk when it talks. Some talk sooner than others. Mm. But if you're doing that, something that's in your heart, that's why I say it is hard work and it's hard work. Is it something that you love? It will empower you to have the perseverance and the faith to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. And you're going to have some setbacks before an airplane takes off. They say, fasten your seatbelt. Why? Because you're going to experience some turbulence before you reach your comfortable altitude. I'm saying stay the course. Hang in there. Don't worry. Your time will come. Angels will show up and open doors you did not see. I learned something every day on this program. I did not know that that's where that phrase came from. Is it the real McCoy? I never did understand where that phrase came from. Is it the real McCoy? That question, I should say. Now I get it, thanks to Les Brown explaining that history uh, about this black man who did some pretty amazing work. And they start asking when people started making uh, uh, copies of what his original was. Is it the real McCoy? Again, learn something around here every day. Let me go all the way to all the way. Well, uh, let me let me sure. jump in here and sure, tell sure. you something else here. Sure. Are you ready for this? You I'm know, ready. We talk about heart. Mm -hmm. Doctor Eliza Ann Greer. She went from being an emancipated slave to become the first African American woman licensed to practice medicine in the state of Georgia in 1897. And even after she was freed. She was so determined to become a doctor, she picked cotton to pay for her medical school. Come on, somebody. Mm. <laughs> Don't it's, talk about hard. I hear you. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> she picked cotton. It's hard, but it's hard. It's a hot burning sun. Yeah, I hear you. It's hard, uh, but it's heart. Uh, that's today's takeaway. Let me go to Japan right quick. Uh, a stack of questions here. Let me do this right quick. Uh, this question uh, is essentially about goal setting. He, he, there's a lot here he wants to write uh, to Les Brown, and so we'll get all this stuff to Les Brown. But his ultimate question, Les, in Japan, uh, Harumi, uh, is asking uh, if you can say a word about the notion of goal setting. 
There's an old saying, Rudy. Is his name Rudy? H- Harumi. H-A-R-U-M-I. Harumi. Harumi. Yes. Harumi, there's a saying that if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up someplace else. <laughs> you want to become clear of what it is that you want. And you want to write it down and have some visual reinforcement of that which you want every day that you can see it and write to yourself in the experience of I give thanks. I'll give you an example of what I did. I give thanks. I'm a world known, worldwide known national motivational speaker known around the world. And then on the flip side of this three-by-five card, I wrote, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. When you talk to yourself, death and life is in the tongue. When you speak life to yourself, when you have visual reinforcement, when you surround yourself with collaborative relationships that are going in the same direction, when you write it down, and that engages the subconscious mind, and every day you break it down into manageable chunks of what it is you're going to do as you work in that direction. I started reading 30 to 40 pages of books every day. I started reading three books a month. The average American reads one book a year. And when I found out that if you read just one book a month in five years, when the average American read five books, you read 60 books, that will make you an expert. So that's why I started reading three books a month so that I would be able to be looked upon as an expert in my area. That's why KBLA is celebrating our genius and our greatness because we're willing to do the work. If you're not willing to work, nothing works. And and when you are willing to put in the standards that you set for yourself to stand out so that you cannot be ignored, the possibilities are unlimited as to what you can accomplish with your life. We'll squeeze in every day here as many questions as we can um, when you go to KBLA 1580 and send your question for Les Brown or use the open mic app feature on our app to record your question for Les Brown. A couple of them we got in today, and I'm glad about it. Let me go back to Paul Robeson, who is your quintessential example today of the fact that it's hard, but it's also heart. So Robeson, as I said earlier, is the ultimate renaissance man in black history. And when you laid out all the things that Robeson did in his lifetime, it was clear that he he, he stretched himself. I'm thinking of Shirley Season. Now, one of her first big hits as a gospel artist was a song called Stretch Out. Uh, an amazing track, Stretch Out. And that's exactly what Paul Robeson did. He stretched himself. What say you to us right now, Les Brown, about how we need to stretch ourselves? One of the things that I love about Paul Robinson, he, he had the mindset to call forth those things that be not as though they were. He said, I believe in the future because I know what it holds for me. And he was willing put him to put himself on the line. He had this standard for himself, this non-negotiable standard that he measured up to, that he held himself to. Henry David Thoreau said, do not go where the path may lead. Go where there's no path and leave a trail. And so he had the mindset of being a trailblazer. He had the mindset of raising the bar on himself. And when you do that, you'll meet that person that's in you that you don't know right now. I spoke to a lady when I was doing some one-on-one coaching, and she told her story. I interpreted her story. When I delivered it, she began to cry. And I said, why are you crying? 
She said, you took me to a place in myself where I was hiding, and I didn't even know. Mm. And when she spoke and gave back to what I gave her, when she stood before the group where we were training here in Atlanta, people were amazed as how she was liberated because she found her voice and she found out why she was hiding and she silenced herself. We have to remember the words. We might be through with our past, but that our past is not through with us. All kind of stuff is affecting us, and we have to invest in ourselves through self-development. We must listen to this platform on a regular basis, celebrating our greatness and our genius, creating communities of collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships, understanding one of the things that Paul Robinson said. He said, the future is infinite succession of presence. And I live now as we think as human beings that we have to be defiant and do the things that we need to do. That's our duty to change the course of history. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with The Motivator, Les Brown, when we come forward. Um, Paul Robeson said uh, the following, Les teed it up earlier, here I stand for I can do no other. When we come forward, we'll talk about what it means to stand with Les Brown on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right now. Paul Robeson said, here I stand for I can do no other. Talk to us, Les Brown, uh, about what it means uh, to commit ourselves to stand. Your theme today is it's hard, it's heart. Talk about standing. When you look at the fact that life is, is lived looking forward, but we learn from it looking back. There are things that you've experienced and I've experienced. And we thought that those things happened to us. Mm. But in reality, they happened for us. There's a quote that I love very much. And many times when we have a teeth-rattling experience, we run to God only to discover that it's God that's doing the shaking. Woo! <laughs> and come good, on now. Good Lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm still stuck on teeth-rattling experience. That's a serious experience right there. Teeth-rattling. Good Lord. Yes. And we run to God to mm-hmm. help me. Mm-hmm. And, and say, oh, it's you that's doing this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because in order to find your life, you must die to the life that you're now living. Yes. Mm. You have outgrown this space. Yes. There's a reason that Helen Keller said that when one door closes, another door opens. But most people become so mesmerized by the closed door, they don't see the open door. No, this happened for you, not to you. Keep it moving. Mm. Take a stand with your life. Live a life that has impact. Mm. Dr. King said this once, as you well know, Les, um, that the ultimate measure of a man, or I would add a woman, the ultimate measure of a man or a woman is not where he or she stands in times of comfort and convenience, but where he or she stands in times of controversy and challenge. Talk to me about the lessons that can be learned. Today's theme is it's hard. It's hard. But what about the lessons that can be learned, not in comfort and convenience, but in times of controversy and challenge? In times of controversy and challenge, what we realize that we have the opportunity 
to turn every adversity and every challenge to our advantage. Advantages that we have right now are the result of all the stuff that we have grown through. Mm. Not gone through, Mm -hmm. but grown through. And we became stronger and better on the other side. In the middle of a surgery, it looks like a murder. But on the other side, there's a healing that's waiting there. And so this is a period where we are growing through some stuff. We have people who are not just trying to to change history. They want to rewrite it and take us back. They mm-hmm. said, and, and they're just bold about it as if we're not here. Mm-hmm. And, and we're saying, is this what we're doing? Oh, no. <laughs> You, you know, you got the wrong one today. <laughs> and so all of these things, they help to develop our character. All of these things, they help to strengthen, as my Angela told you, our, our courageous muscle. All of these things introduce us to a part of ourselves that sleep and that we have to release what Elizabeth Browning called the imprisoned, the imprisoned splendor and bring out the greatness in us. I want to encourage everybody to go to IamHungryForGreatness.com. I have some self-development material there that expands on what we've been talking about. It's possible. It's necessary. It's you. And today it's hard. And tomorrow we'll be talking about it's worth it. What will make it worth it for you? Go to IamHungryForGreatness.com and download the material there that will dramatically change their lives because it's in alignment with what KBLA is about. Celebrating our genius and greatness today and every day to remind us that we are history makers, to remind us that we are masterpiece because you're a piece of the master. This is You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown on KBLA Talk 1580 as he continues his month-long radio residency exclusively weekdays on KBLA Talk 1580. You heard Les say moments ago that tomorrow's topic uh, is It's Worth It. We've done It's Possible, It's Necessary, It's You. Today's message, It's Hard, but It's Also Heart, and Tomorrow... It's worth it. In the three minutes we have left, less. I thought we'd close with this. And this is the, 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 the notion that you raised earlier that you want us to wrestle with in this hour and even beyond today. Living a life that is worth our life. Living a life that is worth our life. Will you please, in this final uh, moments here, unpack that for us. Paul Robeson said, because Americans were complaining about the things that he said about America and all the injustices and the racism and discrimination that was going on in this country. And they ask him, why are you doing this? Are you a communist? And he says, no, it is my duty not to be silent. It is my duty to speak out for freedom and equality for people around the world. So here's what we know. Evil prevails when good men and women are silent and doing nothing about what they see. And so what we want to do in this place and what KBLA is about, for us not to be witnesses and say, oh, ain't it awful. What we want to do is take a stand with our lives. It's our duty Mm. 
to work on ourselves, to speak out, to develop ourselves, to have generational thinking of what we're going to leave for the generation that's behind us, and to live a life where we're going to make a mark with what we do with the time that we have left on the planet. We don't know how much time we have. And I love what Miles Monroe said, live full and die empty. And every day, ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to KBLA, it's about a mission of celebrating our genius and greatness yesterday, today, and all the days to come, of being hungry to bringing out the greatness in you and to bring forth the next greatest version of yourself. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. You've been listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with The Motivator, Les Brown, exclusively all month long on KBLA Talk 1580. Don't miss a single day of his radio residency. Go to our website, kbla1580.com, and uh, click on the Ask Less icon and send your questions for Les Brown or go to our app and use the open mic feature to record your questions for Les Brown. We'll play them on the air. Uh, today's lesson was entitled, It's Hard. It's Heart. H-A-R-D, H-E-A-R-T. It's Hard. It's Heart. Tomorrow's lesson, It's Worth It. Until tomorrow, thanks for tuning in to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown only on KBLA Talk 1580.